You're not giving me easy questions, man. I thought we're gonna start with some casual conversations about, you know, uh, marketing, what B2B SaaS companies typically need. <laughs> nope, you know, I'm so. jumping in. We're going for it. <laughs> You're going for it. <laughs> Happy Friday. Welcome to episode seven of B2B SaaS Marketing Snacks. All right, Stein, I've got a question for you today about mini go-to-market experiments. And I know that you have a framework, so it might be helpful to have you kind of walk through each step of that framework a little bit and, and make it um, make it really digestible and, and tangible for, for people to go implement as soon as possible. So um, to, set the, to set the stage a little bit, a lot of our clients, uh, especially those who haven't really gotten to product market fit yet or, or haven't figured out if their product market fit is really sustainable, uh, you have to make a lot of bets about positioning and messaging and audience and value props and, and all those things. And so when you, when you don't have a ton of customer feedback or, or strong group of engaged advocates, you have to make a bunch of assumptions and then go test them in the market to see what sticks and what doesn't. So I guess the question then for you, Stein, is what's a good way to start testing some of your hypotheses? Yeah, that, that's a very common question, Mike. The interesting uh, thing is that today with tools like Facebook and LinkedIn, it is relatively easy to find, you know, a captive audience for a certain message and just test it and, and see if you have something that resonates, if you have something that's valuable for that audience. So, so here's sort of the, the five steps that I, um, I recommend you, um, you do when you want to run a quick go-to-market uh, test or pilot first you have to ask yourself who's it for right you have to pick an audience and, and we like to uh, follow this uh, this notion of make a niche as small as you can so that it becomes extremely focused so how do you envision a persona who has a problem who has a, a pain point some kind of job to be done right a problem that needs uh, solving so if you can find that persona with a specific job to be done, that's a great, great starting point, right? And how do you describe that persona? Is it, you know, someone who works in a certain industry who has this challenge? Do they have certain you know, job titles or would you be able to find based on their LinkedIn, you know, description of what they do, you know, based on a project they might be working on or a technology they use? that they are facing this specific challenge. So answer that question first. Who's it for? Pick an audience. And you could, uh, let's use Kalungi as an example. In our case, this could be, for example, the, the thesis that we want to test is, will the Kalungi value proposition of helping small technology companies outsource their marketing after they have recently gotten funding and they need to scale fast, uh, will that that the value proposition from Kalungi, will that resonate with, let's say, an HR leader who works at a private equity firm? That's the experiment that we want to run. We want to test the Kalungi value proposition with the HR leader for a private equity firm. That's our persona. So we can come up with a couple of job titles, uh, HR partner, uh, people, uh, partner, talent, executive talent management, probably a couple of words we can use to come up with the right job titles. 
ideally you find some LinkedIn profiles of example candidates, people who look exactly like the, the persona that you have in mind. But more importantly, what's the job to be done? Right? What's the pain that they're trying to solve for? In this case, this person might be responsible for helping new portfolio companies or new investments, you know, beef up their talent pool, right? Maybe improve the quality of the leadership team, help with an assessment of the current team members. So those could be the pain points, the job to be done that we can use to test our value proposition. So that's step one, who's it for? Step two, what's it for, right? What is the value proposition that you now can put forward um, to address the, the job to be done that this persona has? So in the example we're using for Kalungi, it could be an assessment, an audit of a marketing team, right? Based on a couple of criteria, uh, we could have a value proposition that helps an HR partner working at a private equity firm to assess the quality and the state of the marketing organization of a company that they are considering to make an investment in. So in the value proposition, the way we would communicate that, we would also use language that would resonate with this private equity HR leader. And maybe we can make a promise in sort of our you know, offer that we would do this evaluation this this audit in maybe a certain time frame for a certain price point um, to make it really clear that this is not only solving the problem but it's easy for them to get started uh, and we take away some maybe some variables some question marks about viability of doing this we need to answer basically the question why should they change right why should they act and our offer our value proposition for that matter needs to connect with the pain that they acknowledge and it has to be relatively friction free to get started. Uh, what would be good of course is we, if we can add some kind of a case study or a quote from someone who has gone before them, right, before our audience, someone who has been in that position and has used our services before. Um, so that would be um, answering the, the next question, you know, why should they listen to us right why should they consider us how can we help them specifically so the first step is who's it for the second step is what's it for and then also make sure that you have a, an example a case study ideally of someone who has gone before them and then the the next question is the fourth uh, step where are they right where do you find the people who you've now defined as your target persona your target audience where do you find them? Um, can you use some of the attributes that this that makes these personas look um, unique uh, to target them? Can, are there certain attributes in LinkedIn that you could search for? In this case, we would search for you know, people who are in an investment uh, role or an investment firm, maybe smaller companies uh, having executive language in their job title, things like partner, managing partner, director. Uh, and that's how we would try to find at least 100 people, that's I think a good number, to run this experiment. So I want to find 100 people that have this profile of the persona that we want to target. Um, and uh, you can use Facebook as well. There's many tools where you can, of course, find people. Um, but LinkedIn is really helpful. And I like LinkedIn much more than any other list uh, building service or list service because it's always up to date because 
the people who are in the database actually keep it up to date themselves. It's very different from uh, things like uh, Zoom Info, Discover Org, etc. Um, there is plenty of information in LinkedIn to allow you to do an experiment like this. The depth of the attributes, the things you can target and filter on, is is, is very uh, is very good. Uh, but it's especially powerful if you use LinkedIn with um, something like Sales Navigator or the LinkedIn Recruiter um, Premium Package. You can look at both the contact database, like people in the LinkedIn database and companies. And, and it's very powerful when you combine those two, when you look at both to see, for example, the relationship between, you know, what people who works at what company and what's the state of this company? Are they hiring for certain roles? Um, so those will all, will all help you find out where your target audience is and how you can reach them. Then you can um, use LinkedIn. Actually, there's some automation tools that will help you do automatic outreach. They're not all approved by Microsoft. Uh, so be careful when you use those. Um, but especially combining the, the company and contact view for advanced insights and targeting is, is, is think a, it's a pro tip when you use um, LinkedIn to do your outreach. And now the last step, the fifth step, is really to test your thesis with simple outreach messages, right? Build some messages that follow sort of the, the pain that you have um, identified that your persona can recognize, that they can relate to, right? Speak to their fears, their dreams, uh, the job that they have to do, right? The job to be done. And then share the, the value proposition that you have, the, the offer, the promotion, the, um, the maybe the, the, the service that you don't necessarily want them to buy, but maybe you ask them for feedback, you ask them to evaluate it, to tell you if it would be valuable for someone like them, right? There's nothing more powerful in human psychology than asking someone for help, right? That's the best way to make a friend. So instead of maybe using sales language, you, you can always ask them and you know play towards their expertise and, and the role that they are. Ask them to maybe provide feedback on what you have to offer and whether that might be interesting for them or some of their peers or someone they know. And I think you can when you do this, when you do these steps, you 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 find out who's it for. What's it for? Make sure you have a case study or a testimonial, so you have some kind of a proof point that you've had success servicing this this audience, um, and then finding where they are and doing the outreach with simple outreach messages. I think those five steps will allow you to do a really quick experiment. I think you can run at least one of these per month, and maybe even uh, once per week once you get better at this. That's sort of uh, my sort of approach to running a quick go-to-market experiment for a small technology company.